Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Rich and Daily ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. Okay, Arisha, we're going to play a little Jeopardy. Are you ready? Uh, what is Hell Yeah I Am? <laughs> okay, so if I say, this podcast host is known for her sparkling wit, deep knowledge of pop culture, and amazing sensitivity and taste, your answer would be... Oh, easy. Who is Brooke Sifrin? Oh my God, I love you. But the answer I was looking for is, <laughs> who is Arisha Skidmore-Williams? Oh, I love you. I know. You're <laughs> so sweet. I feel like we need a new Alex Trebek to ask these questions, though. I mean, if only they've already tried and failed once to find that person. And now the show just named The Big Bang Theory's Mayim Bialik as the interim host. And I gotta say, she's definitely got the Jeopardy vibe going for her. Yeah, I think she's got a chance. I know she's not the fan favorite, though. Right. Well, here's another answer for you. Alex Trebek's shoes. Hmm. What is something that can't be filled? Oh my God, you are so good at Jeopardy. <laughs> From Wondery, I'm Brooke Sifrin. <laughs> and I'm Arisha Skidmore-Williams. Today is Tuesday, August 24th. And you're listening to Rich and Daily. There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but only one thing to say that can help you protect them. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, a State Farm agent will be there to help you choose the coverage you need, no matter where you are in life. When you need coverage options, your State Farm agent is there to help, on the phone or in person. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too, until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code AUDIO to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code AUDIO at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code AUDIO. So hosting a game show isn't rocket science, but it might just be neuroscience. Actor and scientist Mayim Bialik <laughs> is being considered for the full-time gig as the host of the legendary game show Jeopardy. Yeah, so Mayim was on The Big Bang Theory for 12 seasons, which might be enough to qualify her, but she's also an actual scientist. And Sony announced yesterday that Mayim will act as the interim host of Jeopardy for the beginning of the 38th season, and she's set to start filming new episodes this week. 
So if you feel like the search for the new Jeopardy host has been going on a real long time, (laughs) you are not wrong. The question of who will and who should replace Alex Trebek has been one of the biggest debates of 2021. Yeah, legend Alex Trebek has been the host of Jeopardy since 1984, which is 36 years, 37 seasons. So long. Iconic. I know. I know. And you and I have watched Jeopardy together several times. Yes. And I'll say there's two types of people. One that wait for the question to be read and Arisha. Okay. Who just jumps in. All these rules for when you watch Jeopardy in your house, which is just, if you know the answer, you cook the buzzer. I mean, it's just about respect. (laughs) Anyway, when Alex passed away last November after a long and public battle with pancreatic cancer, Sony had to, of course, find someone just as amazing to take over the show. And their initial solution was to just not pick anyone, which is a bit of procrastination. But hey, Alex Trebek was Jeopardy, so it makes sense they didn't want to just jump in and replace him right away. Yeah. So two weeks after he died, one of the executive producers, Mike Richards, announced on Twitter they would bring in a series of guest hosts from the Jeopardy family for the rest of the season. And Mike said, Alex believed in the importance of Jeopardy and always said that he wanted the show to go on after him. And so the first guest host was Ken Jennings, who if you are a Jeopardy fan in any aspect, you know, he was the (laughs) contestant who won 74 straight games in the early 2000s. Yeah, so Ken hosted for six weeks at the beginning of 2021, and he was followed by a slew of other guest hosts ranging in popularity and celebrity, like uh, TV host Katie Couric, CNN's Anderson Cooper, the Today Show Savannah Guthrie, and also actor Mayim Bialik was a guest host. Yeah, there was also uh, Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers, who was surprisingly Mm -hmm. not bad at that. Um, Dr. Oz hosted for a few weeks, which people were very unhappy about, (laughs) starting the hashtag boycott Jeopardy because they did not like him at the helm. Yeah, but there was one person that definitely stood out as a fan favorite, and that was former Star Trek actor and Reading Rainbow host LeVar Burton. He was the guest host of Jeopardy for a week at the end of July, but his name was being thrown around by fans long before that. Yeah, so LeVar won an episode of Celebrity Jeopardy back in 1995, but most people got to know him before that because he played Lieutenant Geordi LaForge in the TV series Star Trek The Next Generation, as well as the four feature films that came out of it. And then for us kiddos, he was a household name because of the classic Reading Rainbow. Yeah. So if you don't know, Reading Rainbow was a PBS show that was around in the 80s and 90s, and it promoted reading and learning for kids and such a great show. Yeah. So nostalgic yeah, yeah. and just happy. It's just like, so pleasant. It's like Mr. Rogers. It really it's is. Just, uh. Yeah. And LeVar was such an icon because of this show. And there was even a Kickstarter campaign to try and revive it, but that obviously didn't work. But when everyone was stuck at home during the pandemic, educational kids' TV shows made quite the comeback and people were watching (laughs) Reading Rainbow again and he was all of a sudden in everyone's minds. Yeah, so LeVar's name was on the list when Jeopardy announced their lineup of guest hosts and people immediately jumped on the LeVar Burton bandwagon. Yeah, and he's a big Jeopardy fan. He told the New York Times he felt like he'd been preparing to work on Jeopardy his whole life. He's also spoken about how important it is that a black person take over the Jeopardy host job because the show is such an iconic part of American culture. Yeah. I mean, I love LeVar Burton. I I think he'd be great. I'm on board. Yeah. He would be. Yeah. Like, he wants it. We want it. Give it to us. What the hell? (laughs) So for a lot of people, 
the choice seemed clear. LeVar Burton should take over for Alex Trebek as permanent host of Jeopardy. <sighs> but we can't have nice things. That's not what happened. <laughs> so an inside source at Sony said that back when they were still considering all their options, Mike was clearly the front mm-hmm. runner. And then in early August, Variety reported that Sony was negotiating with the show's executive producer, Mike Richards. Yeah, Mike addressed those front runner rumors by sending an internal memo to the Jeopardy staff And in this memo, he acknowledged some allegations of workplace discrimination from his past. Right. So basically, two former models on The Price is Right and Let's Make a Deal claimed they were discriminated against because of pregnancy. And the lawsuits weren't against Mike specifically. Um, They were filed against the network and production company, which is CBS and Fremantle Mm -hmm. Media. But Mike was named as a defendant in one of those complaints. Yeah. And what's crazy is that this was all going on behind the scenes. And yet fans... So the fans didn't know about it, but they were still pissed about him being named as the new host. Yeah, so one fan reaction poll found only 3% of respondents supported Mike, and that was probably him and his family. (laughs) And that's in comparison to the 14% for LeVar and 13% for Mayim. And then TV critic Robert Lloyd called Mike the dullest, most corporate choice possible. And I can't say that he's wrong. Um, And a lot of the Jeopardy staff felt blindsided when Sony chose to move forward with Mike, but as we know, Sony went ahead anyway. Yeah, so Mike was officially announced as the new host of Jeopardy on August 11th, and Sony made it clear they were still going to split up the hosting responsibilities. So Mike would take over Jeopardy, and Mayim would host the Jeopardy National College Championship, as well as a new spinoff series. Right, but then something else from Mike's past reemerged. Shocker. Yeah, so Ringer, a pop culture website, published an expose about Mike on August 18th. And the article highlighted some really offensive things Mike said about women on his podcast, The Random Show, which no longer exists. And he mm-hmm. made a bunch of inappropriate comments about women, even calling his co-host and former assistant Beth Triffin a booth hoe and booth slut when talking about her former modeling work. Mm-hmm. And cherry on the cake, he made some anti-Semitic remarks as well. Yeah. And just hours after the article was published on The Ringer, All of the episodes of Mike's podcast were taken down. Yeah, I mean, the stuff he said was so bad that the Anti-Defamation League stepped in saying Mike's history of problematic comments should be investigated. Mm -hmm. And then Mike sent a statement that said, it's humbling to confront a terribly embarrassing moment of misjudgment, thoughtlessness, and insensitivity from nearly a decade ago. Looking back now, there's no excuse, of course, for the comments I made on this podcast, and I am deeply sorry. Yeah, I mean... A moment of misjudgment isn't saying really offensive things over and over again several times. So I don't know what he's talking about. Moments, many moments. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, I'm really going to talk to my boss about this. And by that, I mean stand in the mirror and talk to myself because I'm the boss. (laughs) Um, And there was so much uproar about this that Mike did officially step down from his position as host last Friday. And Sony just announced that Mayim Bialik will be the interim host for three weeks. And then they'll go back to more guest hosts. Yeah. And we have to mention the episodes that Mike filmed as host, they're still going to air. And Mike is still an executive producer. Um, (laughs) Right. He hasn't left Jeopardy. So (laughs) not that surprised, to be honest. No. And then on the other side of it, we have people that aren't happy about Mayim either. She's a little bit controversial regarding vaccines, which of course are super polarizing right now. Yeah. Former TV critic and journalism professor Jeff Jarvis said, keep in mind that Mayim, though vaccinated, spreads vaccine doubt and hawks brain quackery. She's no representative for a show about facts and authority, which I think that quote is just a fun quote in general. (laughs) I love brain quackery. I'm going to use that from now on. So 
you know, everyone wanted the good guy from Reading Rainbow. Instead, we got the corporate creep who no one's ever heard of. And then he stepped down, the super smart actress with a neuroscience PhD takes over. And it's still a controversial choice for some. Mm -hmm. So why do we care so much about who the host of Jeopardy is? I mean, I think it just goes back to what we were talking about, how it's just like a cultural icon. Like this is so many houses, people, we all know Jeopardy. Right, yeah, we all grew up with it. I think it's important to us yeah, at this point. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, maybe Jeopardy should just not have a permanent host. Wow. I mean, I I wouldn't want to be the person who has to try to replace Alex Trebek. Mm-mm. Although <laughs> I could do it now that I'm thinking about it. It's it's one of those things where it's like, can a show like Jeopardy, a beloved American trivia show, survive yeah. without a host though? Ooh, what is I don't know. Nailed it. <laughs> From Wondery, I'm Brooke Sifrin. And I'm Marisha Skidmore-Williams. This is Rich and Daily. See you tomorrow, Richies. If you like our show, please follow us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you're listening right now. And tell your friends, we've got the hot goss. Remember those stories and fables that would capture your imagination and you couldn't wait to see how they would unfold? And now, when you read them as an adult, you think some of these old tales could use a fresh spin. We have a perfect podcast to bring you the stories you remember, remix, and reimagine for the kids in your life today. Join me, DJ Fu, and my trusty turntable, Baby Scratch, as we spin up new tales in the New Kids and Family Podcast, Once Upon a Beat. Wondry and Tinkercast are bringing you a jam-packed, music-filled weekly party where hip-hop and fables meet. It's Once Upon a Beat. Follow Once Upon a Beat on the Wondry app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Once Upon a Beat early and ad-free right now by joining Wondry Plus in the Wondry app or Wondry Kids Plus in Apple Podcasts. Once Upon a Beat.